I think we have a three million vehicles manufactured a year here. Like I told you, we are the we have the thirdest largest uh, aircraft manufacturer in the world here in our country. That's as a Brazilian company. We have a oil industry, mine industry. We have a financial companies also here. So I think Brazil has a lot of opportunity mm-hmm. for making business here. This is Swarfcast. I'm Noah Graf. On today's show, we're continuing our tour of the machining world outside the United States. Today's stop is Brazil, where I'm speaking with Rogério Salvatico, industrial manager at Engimet, a major precision parts supplier for Tier 1 and Tier 2 automotive in Sao Paulo, Brazil. As a used machine tool dealer specializing in high production equipment, I've encountered plenty of fire damaged machines. An average fire costs a business $300,000 to $500,000 and six to eight weeks of lost production time. Installed on over 15,000 CNC machines, FireTrace protects shops running oil-based coolants by automatically detecting and suppressing fires within seconds. After FireTrace stops a fire, Its system quickly rearms, and you can have your machine back up and running in as little as 45 minutes. For more details, go to www.firetrace.com slash swarfcast. That's www.firetrace.com slash swarfcast. I am honored to be with Rogério Salvatico. He is the industrial manager at Engimet in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Welcome to the show, Rogério. Hi, Noah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is great. I met Rogério a few years ago. We sold him an Index MS42 from Spain, and it was a great opportunity to get to know him. And yeah, this is this is fantastic to catch up and take this season to Brazil. So first of all, I just want to get a little bit of background on you, Rogério, and then want to learn about your company, Engimed, and and then figure out what's up with Brazil. It's a huge place. It's a bit of a mysterious place, I think. I think most people really don't know about it, uh, at least in the United States. So first, in about uh, 60 seconds, give me your background. When did you get into machining? So I got into machining through the partnership program at my school. Uh, I started machining uh, parts and a CNC machine from the United States. It was a house machine, SL10. Uh-huh. And uh, it was a love at, at the first sight. Uh, I always liked uh, cars. I always liked technology. When you have these together, these two together, a CNC machine and you are machining parts to a, a car was a really nice. So I started there, then I continued working in this company, is what was a traditional company here in Brazil to, that supply parts to automotive companies. And that was Meccano Fabril? Yes, Meccano Fabril. And you guys had a lot of Wickmans there, correct? Yes, a lot, a lot of Wickmans. It was a machine that I learned how to operate it later. We had only 60 machines. Wickman machines. Only 60. A lot. It was really nice, really nice. And it's closed now, correct? Yes, it's it's a small company right now. It's continuing working, but it's a small company. 
Okay. So you started when you were 17 and you were an apprentice. Then what's the process to go up in a manufacturing career and a machining career? Did you go to school for engineering? Yes, yes. Uh, so after I started working, then uh, I ended the high school. Then, then I went to engineering university and then I got my degree. And then I was working at the company and uh, you have a challenge, you deliver the challenge and it was working good. And after eight years, I, w- I was invited to um, take care of the engineering manager of the uh, engineering management of the company. Okay. It was a really big challenge for me also. And when you were in high school, were you taking classes that were related to machining or was it just like a general education and then you were going to go to university afterward for engineering? I studied together. I went to to regular high school mm-hmm. and after and in, the, in the morning and in the afternoon I went to I specialized in uh, high school from the, the technical program okay. and I chose to learn mechanical and electronic. Wow. Okay. And you grew up in Sao Paulo. Yes? Yes. Is engineering and the machining business, becoming an operator, you know, getting involved in machining in Brazil, is that a popular track for people, a popular vocation that people want to go after? Here, uh, where I live, uh, is a city that has a lot of industry. I cannot say for a whole Brazil because Brazil is a huge country. As United States, United States, uh, you do not have the same country everywhere you go. That is true. Uh, we have a, a traditional industry and they have a lot of technical schools. So it's a kind of traditional and uh, that's also easy for us to go to, to the, that schools and, and there's a lot of opportunities also in the companies mm-hmm. since you have a lot of uh, automotive makers here in this region of Brazil. Sure. So what does Engamet do? It's primarily automotive? Yes, uh, we most of our business automotive business. So we supply parts to uh, tier one and also tier two mm-hmm. companies. Uh, we have uh, parts for cars, also for trucks. And are you guys exporting most of your parts or is it for domestic? Most is domestic, mm-hmm. but uh, we also had opportunity uh, to export parts also to Germany. Uh, that was a challenge for us. It's not easy to export parts to Sudan, but mm-hmm. uh, it was an opportunity for us and uh, we are really happy with this uh, challenge and learning. Sure, sure. Okay, so if it's going to Brazil, what are the car companies it's going to in Brazil? We have most of the companies that uh, available around the world. You have American companies, European companies, you have uh, uh, Japanese companies and also Chinese companies here. So we have uh, Ford, GM, Volkswagen, I see. Uh, Honda, Toyota. So if you supply parts to a Ford plant in Brazil, are they making cars for Brazil or are they going to make cars in Brazil to ship to another country? Most of the cars manufacturer here in Brazil stay in Brazil. I can say about 85% of the cars manufacturer here 
uh, is staying here. But um, Ford, for example, export parts for uh, South America mostly. Okay, interesting. What are the you know the biggest Brazilian companies for machining? Are there Brazilian auto companies or there's a, a huge Brazilian aerospace company, correct? Yes, yes, uh, that's right. Uh, Embraer is the third largest uh, airplane manufacturer in the world. Third largest in the world. Yes, after only Boeing and Airbus. If you f uh, flew in the United States a regional jet, probably you flew in an Embraer airplane. Really? Yes. Like, you know, usually they have, you know, they say the 737 from Boeing. Yes. That's the popular one. But a 737 is a little bit bigger. Uh, 737 is more than 150. So you're talking about like this, the one that's slightly smaller. Yes. The, when you're in the plane and there's like one on one side and two on the other side? No, a little bit bigger, two and two. Two and two. Or two, two and three. Uh, probably in an Embraer airplane is around 100 uh, or a little bit less seats. Interesting. And are they working with Boeing, Embraer? Yes, uh, they tried to merge the companies. Okay. Uh, during uh, the previous two, two years, uh, Boeing and Embraer tried to merge the company. And now due to the COVID-19, I think uh, uh, bo both companies had so much trouble, they decided to stop a, li a little bit. It's not, easy to, it's not easy to merge a company. I know. Man, Boeing, that's so interesting how they... They have so many problems, yet they're still trying to do stuff like that. I mean, one of the people I spoke with for this podcast was from the UK, and he said, yeah, Boeing is building a factory in the UK. And I'm just like, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. How much does somebody working in the machining business in Brazil make? How, uh, For instance, a machinist. Now, I know it's it's pretty confusing because the currency has gone down. The currency is like one Brazilian rei to the dollar or to to five dollars. Five Brazilian rei to one dollar. Okay. It should, should be three to one or four to one. So uh, <laughs> do, during the, during this crisis, uh, it's almost to get six to one. So six. it was yes, yes. Uh, but uh, now it's getting better. I it's think, a pity uh, I can't go on vacation right now. Yes, yes. <laughs> it will be really cheap for you and expensive to me to go to the United States right now. Oh my God. But uh, this is not, uh, it's not easy because you can give a number from the, uh, the guy that's starting uh, working as a operator. And uh, as soon as he gets senior, the uh, salary is getting better also. But usually a uh, starter operator make here about uh, $500 per month. $500 per month. But that $500 is going to go a lot further than $500 a month here. Maybe it's like $1,000 a month there. Yes, the cost, the living cost here is much cheaper than the United States. Yeah. With the falling currency, has that made it, uh, made people be exporting more from Brazil? Or I, I'm assuming it's really hard to 
buy parts <laughs> from outside of the country? Uh, right now, with this currency, I think uh, what are the, the companies is starting to make and, and uh, is one thing that our customers are already asking for us is we want to the parts that you use to import I want to manufacture here in Brazil. Okay. So our customers asking, oh, I used to bring this part from Europe or Mexico or China. They ask, Engemet, could you make this part for us? Uh, so we are developing these new parts uh, for us is, is really nice because we understand the future. We have a more uh, deal here in Brazil, but right now the market and uh, uh, down a, a, a lot. So basically, you guys can't afford to outsource your parts because of the currency. So now to make your stuff domestic, you have to make it there because you're not even going to be able to afford the parts from Europe. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that, that's what our customer is asking for us. Very interesting. It's really nice because for us, we, we are able to grow the uh, national market and also to, to improve the Brazilian industry. And we are hoping this uh, happen really fast because right now this crisis, our volumes is not as good as it used to be. Right. What's the course of events that happened with COVID-19? Did everything kind of shut down like right away and then start ramping up like in the rest of the world? Yes, kind of that. I, I think uh, I, I, when I look at the numbers, I think Brazil and the United States are quite similar. But uh, for us in the middle of March, doing good, everything was really nice here. Mm -hmm. One week to another, everything started stopping. April was a nightmare, everything was closed and the volumes for us was not almost nothing now is getting better but i think the brazil the first semester we lost 40 uh, percent of our volumes of uh, vehicles manufactured here in brazil what do you mean the first semester uh the first six months oh okay wow 40 percent 40 percent down the volumes is it's not easy to no but I mean, it's I feel like that is kind of what happened to a lot of the real high volume people in the United States, too. Mm -hmm. And now it's getting better. Yes, it's improving, but we are not sure about the future yet. So it's improving, but uh, people here are not buying cars yet because they can postpone a little bit. So the market is not coming back yet. Right. What else is big for manufacturing in in Brazil? Is is the meta, is there much of a medical market? Yes, we have a medical market here. Uh, we have uh, several companies. We also have a dental companies uh, uh. for machining. Another thing that we have uh, a lot here is uh, uh, oil and mining and machining. We have a lot of uh, uh, offshore platforms to pick up the oil from the sea. So we have a uh, a lot of machining companies that supply parts to those companies. Looking for a screw machine, rotary transfer machine, or CNC machine? Graf Pinkert's got you covered. When you're buying any used machine, you're taking a risk. 
So it's important to buy from someone who knows their stuff and who is going to give you straight information about what you're buying. Graf Pinkert is a family-owned firm that's been dedicated to selling great machine tools to the turn parts industry for 75 years. It specializes in the top multi-spindle brands, including Index, Schutte, Gildemeister, Tornos, ZPS, Acme, and Wickman. They also sell a variety of other types of used equipment, such as CNC Swiss, CNC turning centers, and parts washers. Machine tools are complicated. If you're going to buy one, you should go to people who are knowledgeable and committed to the industry. Learn more at www.graphpinkert.com. That's www.graffpinkert.com. All right, I don't want you to have to go on a limb too much politically, but objectively, is is Brazil a good place to start a business and to start a machining company? And is it maybe it's a good place and it's not an easy place? Those may not be the same thing. It's getting better. It's getting better. It used to not be as good as is now or you, you were uh, past a couple of years we were really excited because the market is getting better the government was trying to improve the business environment uh, we hope that this year was supposed to be a, a year to improve but after this crisis it was not so good right but um, the bureaucracy here in Brazil is not easy it's not easy the bureaucracy Yes, yes. But uh, the market is nice because we manufacture 3 million, uh, around 3 million cars a year. So there is plenty of market available right. in our industry also. What if you wanted to start a business and you wanted to borrow money to buy some machines or, you know, get some capital? Is it difficult to borrow money in Brazil? Yes, it's difficult and also expensive. Uh, I heard of uh, a couple of weeks your podcast. <laughs> uh, with, uh, oh, the guy in England? Yeah, the guy in England, he said, uh, there is money available, the interest rate is okay. For us, the money is not so available and the interesting hate is getting better. But it used to be, it used to be really high. So to invest in a, in a machine, to buy a machine, it was really expensive. Yeah. And uh, here we have another problem also. When you buy a machine, you have to pay taxes about this, this investment. Okay. So what is I, my understanding from the machines we've sold to Brazil, the people have to pay 30% on top of the price? Yes. yes. 30% before you manufacture any part on this machine. Unbelievable. So it's not it's not easy to manufacture here in Brazil. So if you sell a hundred thousand dollar index, it's a hundred thousand. It's it's a hundred and thirty thousand. Yes, more or less. Oh my God, not including the thirty thousand to get it there. <laughs> <laughs> but it still makes sense to do that because to buy a new machine there would would be astronomically more. Yes, yes, and uh, and we were investing. We, we uh, yeah, I said to you the difficulties here, but I also can say that there is a plenty of opportunity. So we are investing right now in some uh, uh, to grow in a market of the suspension parts, mm-hmm. and there's a market uh, that 
or our customer manufacturer his own part or they import this part from outside. So there is an opportunity here. So if you know how the market works, you have the focus on the, uh, the opportunity, we can make a really good call and uh, make some good uh, business here also. Right, right. A lot of the machining businesses that are there, they've been around for a long time then. For instance, if you personally wanted to go and, and start a business yourself, that would be, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy, but it's possible. But uh, it is possible. I think, uh, okay. I think it's not it's not possible to start a business to supply to automotive market. Sure, automotive. Yeah, but if what if somebody wanted to start an, a dental implant business or something? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, dental implant. Uh, I think is the, the most of the companies are really new here. Mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, they have around ten years or maybe fifteen. So the, there are companies that invest a lot of uh, Swiss machine here, and uh, they are new. I think the, for the traditional industry, uh, the traditional machine industry for automotive or for uh, aircraft companies, you must be a really uh, have some size. You cannot be a smaller company to supply to them. Sure, sure. I mean, I think it's like that a lot of places, but. I mean, it definitely sounds like there's quite a bit of a barrier to entry. Is this new president better for the manufacturing economy than the past people? I mean, for for people out there that don't really know anything, and I'm not going to pretend that I know a lot, but people say that he's like your version of Donald Trump. Yes, yes. It's not, it's as, not you, easy as, you, as you grin. Why? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's not easy to a guy that work in the industry as me to say about the politics. Mm -hmm. But uh, you said uh, uh, something that we, you say we say sometimes that we have a version of Trump here in Brazil. For some instance, uh, he's better or his government is better because uh, he is more pro market for pro uh, liberal. So say that again, liberal. He's more liberal. Yes. I don't know if it's, the meaning is the same uh, as the United States. So it's, Are you saying he's more free markets? Than yes, the free other? market. Okay. Yes. He's more free market than the previous one. So The previous one was sort of socialist and protectionist and... Yes. And, and corrupt. <laughs> yes, a lot. Fertility. I think he, as Trump, says a lot of things that... Uh, he should not say or think twice before saying. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's got COVID-19. Yes. That adds an interesting wrinkle to it. Mm -hmm. Now, for people that don't know much about Brazil, Brazil has a lot of poverty. It has a lot. It has the sort of segregated communities. You'd call them, they call them favelas. They're mm -hmm. basically a ghetto and it's a whole other world in there. Do you find any of these people that make it out to then get into uh, to working in a in a shop? Yes, yes, uh, it is possible. Mainly uh, around here, um, because we have these apprenticeship schools. Mm -hmm. So if he, he goes to do the high school, go to the apprenticeship school, uh, it's possible to get into a shop, to work in the shop. I can say to you also that's not easy. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not easy as for someone that uh, was born in a in a better neighborhood. Right. But uh, it, it's possible. Do it's they possible. go to school? Do people in favelas have go to schools? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, school here in Brazil is... Uh, uh, almost every kid goes to school, okay. almost. Uh, so uh, I cannot say for the whole country, it's really big, but uh, regional uh, here in uh, Sao Paulo does not look as Brazil look when you look from outside. So we do not have forest here. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> no, but, no, here in Sao Paulo, we have an industrialized city. Yeah. Um, with a, a, re- a really big city as and uh, any big city in the world you have uh, the our financial district also so it's more like a, a regular big city in the world yeah than, it's very uh, cosmopolitan yeah yes and um the brazil has several several kind of uh, cities uh, around here so we have uh, some pools some cities that are pools for industrialized companies but uh, some some areas you have more tourism. Some mm-hmm. areas you have uh, agriculture. In some areas here you have only forest and forest. <laughs> yeah. What is your favorite thing about Brazil? Or I, I mean, that's a difficult question. What What are a few favorite things? Or if you had to, or if you had to leave and you had to live in another country, what would you miss about Brazil? I think uh, here we meet a lot of people who like to go out and uh, to have a barbecue, to go with friends and family. So it's, it's something that uh, is not as easy, I think, in, in other countries. Uh, we we have a lot of good food here. The food here, I, for me at least. It, <laughs> it's really fantastic. And uh, food here is, is good and it's, it's cheap. So... Some things that uh, uh, is really nice, uh, and also uh, the culture, the music uh, is really nice to live here. We have problems, but uh, the the good part is really nice also. Yeah, I feel like the music in Brazil, it's really something unique. And you, I remember I was in Argentina, and uh, there was a few Brazilians staying in the hostel, and the Argentinian people were like, "Oh." You gotta go up on the roof and hang out with the Brazilians. They got their guitars. These Brazilians, they're so musical. <laughs> Are most Brazilians happy living in Brazil? Or, or do a lot of them wish they could go and live somewhere else? I think you'll have both here. You'll have people that are happy to live here and people that want to go to another country as soon as possible. Because uh, sometimes when the, the country is go- doing good, Everyone's okay. This is the country of the future. Everything will uh, make good and, uh, and right. so on. And uh, but sometimes when you have a crisis and you have everyone wants to leave to go to another place, it's not as easy as some uh, some other places to make business to work here because we are a country in development. Right. So you need everything does not work as good as another place. Do you, do you wish you were living in another place or are you glad to be living in Brazil? I'd like to live in the countryside here in Brazil. You have We have cities here in Brazil in the countryside that's, I cannot say that is like as an American city, yeah. but it's not far. So you can have a, 
uh, nice house, uh, uh, without traffic jam, the cities that is safer here in, in Sao Paulo, I think it's like Chicago. <laughs> or it's like the south, like the south side of Chicago. Yes, it's not a safe uh, place. So if you go to a small city here, it's really nice to live. It's really nice. And you have a lot of industry also in those places. Brazil is not an easy country. Like I said, uh, we, have, we are the seventh economy in the world. Seventh largest seventh largest economy in the world. So besides all the problems, we have our industry, we have our financial market, and our financial market is really well developed also. Mm -hmm. uh, we have our stock exchange market, we have agriculture, we have mining. So we have a lot of different industries, we have a lot of different things working here. So we have also opportunity to work Right. In several, if you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be an engineer or administration or stuff like that. Right. So you have a lot of the ingredients. It's just a matter of them coming together in order to, to succeed. Yes. What, what is uh, one of the most interesting things you learned in the last seven days? Okay. In the last seven days, uh, it's not easy to say, but I can say in, last, uh, in the last month, we have a challenge to move our company. We are moving to a better place, to a new factory. Mm -hmm. And to manage that uh, during the COVID-19 crisis is a really thing that we have to learn every day how to deal with, with that. Right, because you had, you had a flood. Yes, uh, our company last year we have a flood and uh, we are going to a new place that's a lot better as a new factory. So we are improving that was something that was planned before COVID-19, <laughs> but to execute that with the COVID-19 was not easy, but it was an opportunity to learn a lot. Good answer. Is there anything else that uh, you'd like to say to the people of the world before we uh, wrap this up? Okay, this is not an easy answer also, but uh, <laughs> uh, I try to explain a little bit what is Brazil. Brazil is not the only things that it showed on the screens, so on TV screens. Sometimes the, it's easier to say that Brazil is a forest and a carnival. So we have forest, a lot forest, of... Forest, uh, carnival, women, yeah, steak, yes. that's about it. <laughs> yes, uh, we, we do have that, but uh, I think we have a... Uh, also, 3 million vehicles manufactured a year here. We, like I told you, we are the we have the thirdest largest uh, aircraft manufacturer in the world here in our country. That's as a Brazilian company. So we have a oil industry, mine industry. We have a, a financial financial companies also here. So I think Brazil has a lot of opportunity mm -hmm. for making business here. I, I think uh, maybe uh, in the future we will be a, a bigger country than we are right now. We have a lot of opportunity and a lot of uh, possibilities. From today's machining world, this is a Swarfcast production. If you like this episode, please subscribe to the show and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and todaysmachiningworld.com to see extended video interviews and join our mailing list. I'm Noah Graff. My occasional co-host is Lloyd Graff. Our audio engineer is Bill Steffi. Our managing editor is Ridgely Dunn. 
For information on advertising or to submit an idea for a future podcast, follow the contact information on todaysmachiningworld.com.